Hello, residents. My name is Zach Olson. I'm joined today by Mike Estefan, and thank you for downloading this month's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Pearson Ravitz Insurance, my personal disability and life insurance agent. We will talk more about them later in this episode. Let's get into it. Today, I think, what are we, round number 18 of the game? Um, Mike will need to perform today's case in real ABEM oral boards format. He has 15 minutes to complete the full case. He doesn't know what the case is ahead of time. If Mike hits all of the critical actions that I've listed out beforehand, he wins. If he doesn't or if he performs anything extremely dangerous, like a lateral canthotomy on a glaucoma or something, I win. These cases were created by me. They are not derived from actual ABEM cases that I had. They are not real patients. How'd you like that flashback to history, Mike? Oh, man. Um, Mike, uh, take out a piece of paper or pencil. Place the paper sideways in front of you. I can't talk. Place the paper sideways in front of you. Outline a human body on the left side of it and let me know when you are ready. I hate you, Zach. I'm ready. (laughs) Dr. Estefan, this is going to be a single patient encounter. You will have 15 minutes to complete the case. Before we begin, do you have any questions? No, my friend. Let's go. All right. Let's begin. Dr. Estefan, you are working at Clerkship General Hospital. You're ready to start your your shift. You got your first chart in the rack. Um, it's a 20-year-old female. She's here for fatigue. All right. Um, I, I walk in the room. What do I see? Uh, you see a 20-year-old female, and she's actually here with her with her mother. Um, she just looks a little, little tired. Okay. And can I get an opening set of vitals on her? Sure. Her heart rate is 122. Her respiratory rate is 22. Her blood pressure is 110 over 90. Her O2 saturation is 98%. And a temperature? 101.2. Alrighty. Um, and can I get a name? Um, her name is Mallory Reddy. Hi, Mallory. Uh, my name is Dr. Estefan. I'm one of the resident doctors working today. What is bringing you to the emergency room? Oh, Doc, I just feel I just feel so tired. I just feel awful. Okay. How long has this been going on for? Ah, man, I don't know. What do you think, Mom? Eh, probably a couple weeks. Okay. Have you noticed any other symptoms? Yeah, she's been she's just been uh I'm concerned. She's been having these fevers. For how long? I I would say the the last couple weeks as well, I guess I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, and you've been taking the temperature at home? Yes, sir. And what what temperatures are you getting at home? Really high. I think I measured one. It was like 103. Okay. Any other symptoms besides the fevers? No, Doc. I just feel tired. I'm nauseous. I just was kind of hoping for something for the nausea. Or I don't know. Get some fluids or something. All right. Um, real quick, any, any vomiting? I just feel super nauseous, but no, I guess I haven't vomited. Okay. Any diarrhea? No, not really. Any chest pain? No, my head hurts a little, not my chest. Okay. Do you feel short of breath? Maybe a little. I just, I feel bad. Okay. Any belly pain? Mm, Not really. Maybe a little bit. Okay. Uh, Do you have any allergies to medications? No, doctor. Do you take any medications? 
no, just stuff at home for my, my fevers. Well, what have you been taking at home? I've been taking Tylenol and ibuprofen. How much Tylenol have you been taking? I took like an extra strength Tylenol yesterday. I tried taking ibuprofen today, but I, it's just, it's not helping. Okay, but you haven't been taking like a handful of Tylenol every day, have you? No, that sounds like a bad idea. Okay, I agree. Um, do you have any medical problems? Um, no, doctor, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. Okay, have you ever had surgery? Nope. Okay. All right. Um, do you mind if I kick your mom out of the room to ask you a couple other questions? Uh, sure, doctor. I, I guess it makes me a little uncomfortable. Take good care of my of Mallory. All right, I will. Okay. I'm step out to the vending machine. Okay. All right. With mom out of the room, are you sexually active? No. Okay. Um, any vaginal discharge? No. Any burning when you pee? No. Any drugs? No. Alcohol? Tobacco? No. Okay. All right. Um, I would like to examine the patient very quick. General appearance, how does she appear? Mm, She just appears like she feels unwell again. Maybe a little pale. Okay. Um, Okay. And then looking, kind of retracting her eyelid, looking at her mucosal membrane down there does that appear pale yeah maybe a little bit okay all right uh heart sounds lung sounds uh normal okay uh abdomen uh what are you looking for uh tenderness any surgical site scars no tenderness no scars any rashes no on her entire body no okay um Let's see. Swelling? Edema? Anywhere? Uh, no. Nope. Um, and let's do a brief neuro exam. Okay, what are you looking for? Any abnormalities. Cranial nerves? Normal. Strength? Normal. Uh, cerebellar testing? Like, dysmetria? Okay. Um, is she confused at all? Alert and oriented times three? Uh, she is alert and oriented. Great. Um, any travels recently? Why, yes, doctor. Where have you traveled? I uh, just got back from spring break. Where were you for spring break? I was visiting family. Uh, where? In Thailand. In Thailand. Okay. Yeah, we flew into Bangkok and we saw like the Grand Palace and stayed at the beach, visited some family members. All right. When did you get back? A couple weeks ago, like a month ago, probably now. Okay. Um, anyone else who go who went on the trip with you sick as well? No, I don't think so. I think I'm the unlucky one. Trip went well. It was fun. Is anyone sick at home? No. Okay. All right. Um, we can get the mom back in. I'm back. All right. <laughs> what were you guys talking about? So I heard you guys went to Thailand recently. Yeah, no, we all went. We visited family. It was a good trip. Okay. Any Anything strange happened in Thailand? Like any animal bites, any bug bites you can recall? I mean, it's Thailand. No, not really. Okay, you didn't nothing, lay over. Nothing weird. Didn't have any layovers anywhere? Uh, No, not really. I mean, just like the quick plane stuff, but it was a pretty quick flight. We just kind of went all straight over. All right. 
Oh man, I don't know where this is going, but let's get a urine preg. Um, we can do an Accu check, two large bore IVs, get her on the monitor, um, EKG, chest x-ray. We can send a rainbow of labs. Uh, so like a CBC, a BMP. I want to check her LFTs, um, blood cultures, and a lactate. Let's do a type in screen as well because she's pale and tachycardic and I don't know what kind of pathogens you can get from Thailand but let's do a blood a peripheral blood smear as well well doc that was quite the quite the list all right uh, let's see here so pregnancy test is negative Great. Finger stick blood glucose is 100. Okay. You have two IVs established, placed on the monitor. Um, and so you said you wanted an EKG. So you got the EKG. Um, the nurse is uploading to the computer. Can't find it right now. It's a normal EKG, though. Um, sorry. Sorry. Okay. I don't have the EKG in front no, of me. No, that's fine. Um, she signed his tack. X-ray. What's that? She signed his yep, tack. Yep. It looks good. Um X-ray looks good as well. They did a portable chest X-ray. It looks clear. Uh, let's see. So CBC, um, white count was normal. Uh, hemoglobin was 7.9. Platelets are 180. Lactic acid was um, 2.9. Blood cultures won't be back for a couple days. Um, electrolytes are... Sodium of 135, um, potassium of 4, uh, the bicarb is normal, the BUN is like 20, 21, um, the creatinine was like uh, 1.1, a um, little bit bump, not bad. Oh, and LFTs, um, AST, ALT, a little bit elevated, uh, a couple hundred, um, Billy is 1. Um, otherwise normal. Oh man. All right. Type and screen is sent. Um, blood smear will be back soon. Okay. Um, and we can give her a liter bolus and let's give her some tunnel at this time. We can give her 650 of PO tunnel. 650 of PO Tylenol, one liter fluid bolus. Um, let's also check a UA and I said chest x-ray, right? Yeah, the chest x-ray was good. Um, urinalysis uh, looks okay. Oh, man. All right. This is something weird. This is... What are you thinking, Doc? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think you have some kind of infection that I have ever heard of. Do we have infectious disease in the hospital? Um, sure. So, uh, we'll page infectious disease. Great. We'll call back soon. Great. So, summary, it sounds like... And the smear, did we get the smear back? Um, yeah. The pathologist gives you a call back, says, what are you looking for? <laughs> I don't know. I, smear. I, yeah. The ED docs don't order smears. She so... Do you think she has, like, cancer or something? Or what are you looking for? No. So I'm, I'm looking for some kind of pathogen here. Um, I have a young female who's had what sounds like cyclical fevers, um, 
and she is pale. She's anemic. She has a bump in her LFTs. She recently came back from Thailand and has had two or three weeks of fevers. So I don't know if... I mean, I don't think malaria and babesiosa are <laughs> native to Thailand, but I'm just looking for anything that could kind of explain her symptoms. Well, uh, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, so, yeah, in our, our thick and thin smear, uh, we noticed numerous parasite nuclei consistent with Plasmodium falciparum. Oh, my gosh, it's malaria. Oh, my goodness. That's what it looks like. They look like little malarias. Little malarias. <laughs> Um, which species did you say say it was? Falciparum. Falciparum. Sorry, did you hear me? Falciparum. Falciparum. Okay. Yeah. This this is going back to uh, to medical school now. You have to give me a second. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the sketchy scene that has uh, the treatment for malaria. Oh my gosh! So there are a couple drugs, and it depends on the species. Um. Oh my gosh, what was that sketch? Um, well, let me ask the, the patient, did she, did you take any prophylactic medications before you traveled? Um, no, I'm not really a medicine person. Okay. Oh my goodness. Um, Infectious disease calls back. Okay. Bring, bring. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Dr. Estefan. Um, I think I have a case of malaria here in the ED that I would love your input on. Um, oh, interesting. 20-year-old female coming in with fever for weeks um, after a recent trip to Thailand. Um, is anemic to 7.9, has a bump in our LFTs. She was febrile here. Thick and... Thin smear came back positive for malaria falciparum. I cannot remember the treatment for malaria. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's, I gotta say, it's been a while since I've done a case as well. I think it's artesanate and maybe doxy. I'd have to look at the smears and figure out which species it is. And I'll get it all figured out. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Okay. Um, and we can give the patient some Zofran as well. And then can I counsel the patient? Four milligrams of IV Zofran for nausea. Um, Zofran is given. What's going on, Doc? So it sounds it sounds like you were probably bit by a mosquito and you have malaria. Malaria? Yeah. That doesn't sound good. It's pretty okay. rare. It's treatable. Um, we're going to have one of the infectious disease doctors come see you, and we're going to bring you into the hospital overnight. All right. That, uh, that sounds scary, but I, I, I trust that you'll take good care of me. Yeah, you're in good hands. Do you have any questions? Um, no, I do not. That ends your case. Great. All right. You're a little low on the time there. A little uh, low on the time. Ugh. But, um, okay. All right. Before we get into how you did, let's talk about our sponsor for the month. This episode is sponsored by Pearson Rabbits Insurance. Stephanie Pearson at Pearson Rabbits is my personal disability and life insurance agent. And so let's talk a little bit about life insurance this month. So myself... I purchased life insurance last year after I, I got my disability policy first. I had that for a few years. Then I got my life insurance policy. It's going to be different for everyone. But as general advice, when do you need life insurance? You need life insurance, like a life insurance policy, if there's people that you support that are financially dependent on your income. The idea is that it's not insurance that you get for yourself, obviously, because you'd be dead. It's insurance for those around you. So let's say you get 
COVID or you get cancer or you or you die and you don't have money saved up yet and you have a spouse and and four kids. Well, uh, without your financial support, especially when you're when you're you know as a med student you're not making much money, but even when you're a resident and then especially when you're a doctor, that's a significant financial hit to your loved ones. And so you want to get a life insurance policy that'll pay them some cash. So that they can, if if your spouse wants to go back to work, they can afford to pay for childcare, um, or if they don't want to go to work, they can you know pay off the mortgage of their house. They don't have to worry about selling the house or anything like that, and you know they can pay for your funeral. That's what life insurance is for. All sorts of um, of questions that will relate to this, such as you know what type of life insurance do you want, what type of policy, how many years. So you, do you buy life insurance for twenty years? Do you buy it for thirty years? Um, you need a, a life insurance agent that can explain this to you, help you pick the right thing. So Stephanie Pearson at Pearson Rabbits is my personal agent. I used her for the disability insurance, and then she was so good that I used her for the life insurance as well. Um, I have no regrets with that. So go to PearsonRabbits.com, contact them, get your quote started. You're going to need to protect those people that are relying on you financially. This is one of those financial kind of wellness things that you're going to need to do. So thank you to Pearson Rabbits for sponsoring this episode. Now back to our case. Great job, Mike. Can I tell you something before we get into this? Sure. I so this is one of the cases I this is not a real case that I had on the test or anything, but this is one I had in residency. Totally killed the person for the record. So you did much better than me. <laughs> well, it to be honest, it kind of scares me that you killed the person because I have no idea what I could do that would kill this person. So I got lucky, is what I'm saying. Well, so what happened? Well, let's start off with this. I'll tell you what I did. But what did you? How do you think it went? What did you do? What is your kind of thoughts? Um. So, I think it went okay. Um, you know, all the treatments for malaria are now circling my brain. I I think hydroxychloroquine is one, quinidine is another, but I forget which you give prophylactically, which you actually use for treatment. Um, but I think it went okay. Um, I had actually. The only reason that I ended up with the diagnosis here is because I had a case of malaria in residency, and the only reason it got diagnosed was because I asked the travel history. And so whenever I hear fever for, you know, more than however many days, I mean, travel history should be part of any HPI with infectious symptoms, but especially with a prolonged fever, you got to ask recent travels. Um, so what I did, so again, this was a residency case, not a real case. Um, it was given to me by my program director, Dr. Ryder was giving me this case in his office. I still remember it cause I bombed it, but essentially you get this young kid that comes in with like some fevers and a little, you know, I don't remember the specific vitals or anything. It was a long time ago, but you know, some fevers and just kind of these non-specific symptoms and some headaches. So, um, counseled everything, actually did a lumbar puncture um, he said, you know, walk me through the procedures. I did the procedure. CSF comes back good. Uh, the rest of the blood work came back pretty good. Um, I did not ask a travel history. So then my thought was this must be one of those cases where they're testing to see whether or not I can send someone home if everything's okay. It's a young kid with a fever. Like, it'll be fine. Um, and so then I was like, all right, I'll discharge the patient. And he'll be like, she comes back dead. <laughs> oh. There, there was no sympathy there. And I was like, and I, you know, I think he might've hinted at something too related to the travel, but I just didn't put it together. He, he put the clue in there, you know, it was sneaky. I can't remember if he was like, you know, spring break or I can't remember exactly what it was, but, um, 
he had the travel piece of it was in there. I just didn't pick up that it was an important part of the case and just completely missed the diagnosis. And he didn't have much mercy then. He, he <laughs> caught me. And I was like, oh, I can't wait till I get to do this with Mike. I wonder if he'll make the same mistake. And you didn't. So I'm very proud. You're much better than me. Oh, no. I was just totally lucky here that I've seen this. <laughs> like, literally, I, I will never forget the phone call with infectious disease in the ER. They're like, you have a what? Are you sure? Why'd you even order the smear? It was, yeah. yeah. It's rare. Yeah. So, uh, you, I mean, you got it. You did it exactly right. You have an unexplained fever. You can't figure out what it is. Everything's looking good. Um, and, and you asked the important question and it broke open the case. Um, there's obviously lots of like international pathogens too. Right. There's like a lot of stuff out there. Like Zika was a big one. Um, like Dang, uh, Chikagunya. Oh, God. Didn't like, <laughs> didn't like Lindsay Lohan have Chikagunya or something? Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember something about that. But all these like weird viral illnesses and stuff. But malaria is the big one. That's the one that like they'll die if you miss it. Yeah. So, um, how old do you think you did as far as like getting it figured out? Do you think it went okay? Do you th- how do you feel about like with time? Do you feel like you missed anything or could have done anything better? Yeah, I was I was a little slow. Um, I think I I probably should have. I mean, if I were trying to make this more of like a seamless process, I think I would have ordered some stuff up front based on her vitals. I don't know. She just seemed like totally stable. So I figured I could really dive into the H&P and her symptoms were so nonspecific that I really wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything with her H&P. And I think that kind of dragged on, especially kicking the mom out of the room and asking all these questions. I was pretty Mm -hmm. slow with that. And then I ordered a bunch of tests because I (laughs) really didn't have any much of an idea of what was going on until I remembered to ask for travel history which as soon as she told me weeks of fever in my mind, like on my paper, I wrote travel history and circled it. But I, of course, in true Mike fashion, completely ignored that until the very end. And then. Yeah, I agree. So um, I think you used a lot of time on your history. I'm going to have to start being a little stricter on the time and do it because there, there is no like, oh, he's wrapping up. I'm going to give him the extra 30 seconds on test day. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll let you finish your, your like immediate phone call with the consultant, right? All right. Well, to, you know, and they're just going to say that ends your case very quickly because they're actually on a very tight schedule. Um, they, you know, they have five minutes to turn over the room, reset the case and the next person comes. So it's a very quick, quick pace. Um, there's not, there's not a, any, any leeway at 15 minutes, you know? So you, Got it. there's, there's no, I mean, sometimes they're nice and they try to speed you along. I think usually they'd probably try to speed you along, but you got to be really careful that you're getting all the stuff done that you need to get done in 15 minutes. Like you didn't admit this patient to the hospital, you know, you, yeah. you counseled them and got your, everything you needed. I don't think you would have failed it or anything. Um, but you will have to start working on the time a little bit, but that was exactly 15 minutes. Okay. Um, that was exactly oh, 15 minutes. That does not feel like 15 minutes. That feels like five minutes. Yeah. So we're going to have to start kind of pushing you a little bit on the, on the time, just being very strict on that 15 minutes to make it a little more, a little extra difficult. Cause otherwise you're getting, you're getting too smart and you're going to figure out everything. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. No. Otherwise, how are you doing? Uh, I didn't ask you at the beginning. I was too busy trolling you. <laughs> Aside from the, uh, the trolley, I'm doing good. Um, I just got off a really good pediatric rotation, um, which I realize telling you that now is 
probably going to be the death of me next month or the month after with like a terrible peds case but um like really good like prepared for anything <laughs> not prepared for anything but I, I did um get exposed to a wide range of pediatric stuff that i hadn't seen before be- just because of covid uh, my last peds rotation was peak covid and i was you know the volumes were down and i wasn't seeing too many kids but i got a good volume good experience um, saw a couple cases of Miss C, which was pretty crazy. Um, and now I'm, you know, back in the community setting, kind of enjoying that life again. I like that community setting. What do you like about, the, do you like the community setting or are you more academics? I love being in the community myself. Oh, I, I agree with you. I, I think a lot of it is, um, just the, the number of hoops that you have to jump through to get stuff done in an academic setting versus a community setting it's it's so much more satisfying being you know being like oh we don't have to there's that consultant isn't in the house we just do it and we're done in one minute instead of playing phone tag with the residents and the attending and then it takes like an hour to have someone come it's yeah and frequently too like if you have to transfer somebody because you don't have the capacity to do something you're all you're going doing is going through your transfer center say i just need this hospital and they get the other people do all the phone calls you know so that's nice the only thing that ever annoys me with community is like sometimes you get if it's really small you don't have like access to ultrasound or you know sometimes i want like ultrasound access i need like a good uh, like a pelvic ultrasound or something which i don't usually do myself um or like even like an mri every once in a while you know there's probably utility to get mris a little more frequently than we have been Mm -hmm. as a as a specialty, <laughs> I was talking to you earlier, but, um, you know, it's a little hard when you have to transfer that kind of stuff, but I love practicing community medicine. I love, um, it's just because you, you see everything. So you see the whole age spectrum and you see, uh, uh, I don't know. I just, I really like it. And you don't have the fallback of just counsel, uh, consulting people. Um, it, you have to actually like think through everything yourself. And then I don't know. I, I really like community. But I'm glad you're liking it, too. Yeah, totally agree with you, man. What you're saying about COVID, that's what I've heard, too, is like the pediatricians are really slow. It's been interesting. Like we haven't seen any flu yet. So like a lot of these other typical illnesses because of like the the measures were taken to stop the spread of COVID-19, all this other stuff actually where it's not popping up. So like we're actually like it's it's weird. It's so weird, dude. Um, Yeah, like. I was, what is it? It's January right now. I was on peds for a month in January and I saw two, three cases of bronchiolitis. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like if you, everyone I've, I've spoken to have, has been like prior to this year, like half the ED is croup and bronchiolitis this time of year. And I yeah. did not get yeah. much of that at all, which was crazy. We haven't really seen like any flu or we're at. I don't know if you've seen flu or you're at yet. No, you know, kind of. No, I've seen one seen case. We like, got an email. They're like, you guys should maybe we just won't even test for some of these. We'll just do some like you know, we'll just monitor the community and <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> there's, there's no flu. Like they're just it's not here. <laughs> it's, so it's crazy. Been, it's been weird. Yeah, you know, we aren't we aren't like buried in hall beds or anything. It's like flowing pretty efficiently. It's kind of nice. Anyways, um, except for COVID, so it's kind of interesting. You know, on the one hand, you're like. Is it just COVID is that much more contagious or is it that we've been doing these extreme measures for COVID, which was kind of like, yeah, it's already out of the bag and it's just stopped anything else from getting rolling. So it's just, you know, nothing else is really picking up because we've been, I don't know. 
but it's it's interesting for sure. Yeah, and it's interesting times, interesting times. I thought winter was going to be brutal because I thought flu is still going to come myself, and I was like, we're going to have flu and COVID, and it's just going to be an absolute disaster. Yeah, like the COVID flu apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, um, I thought you did a good job with your case. So, critical actions uh, was travel history and the unexplained fever. That's like the the critical action of the critical actions. Um, consult infectious disease. Um, another thing that you can consult, so a few things. Well, so there's a malaria hotline with the CDC. I found that. I, I don't expect you to know that. But apparently there's a malaria hotline. Like there's a malignant hyperthermia hotline. You know, just a random hotline. Um, the CDC has something called a yellow book. That's like the the – I would just go to the CDC website. Um, Thailand is has widespread malaria, by the way. I had no idea. <laughs> But, you know, I was trying to pick somewhere cool. I was like, where should, where should I have the person come back from, you know, somewhere a little more classic? I don't know. Anyways, but um, it depends on the areas of Thailand. I don't think it's like in Bangkok. But all you do is you type in the country that they return from on the CDC website, mm-hmm. and it'll go through everything that's there. Um, so it's like the CDC website is like very much fever and returning traveler, your like center hub in addition to infectious disease. Um, so... Uh, definitely check out the CDC website. You didn't have to do that. You, you know, infectious disease, CDC website, the yellow book, whatever. Um, get the thick and thin smears. Um, so you got that and admit the patient. Um, I think you would have admitted the patient. We'll give that to you. The other thing that I kind of put on here, I don't think I'll ding you for it too hard, but um, don't forget the, the, your other stuff too. I think you got some fluids. Um, you know, you could have, you know, you could have, you see, you got blood cultures, you got lactic acid, you got fluids. You maybe wouldn't have been wrong to give some antibiotics along with it, especially if the test hadn't come back as quick. Because you do have some surge criteria. Yeah. You are having some end organ damage with the, the drop in the hemoglobin and the bump in the creatinine and the lactic acid. So um, getting some broad spectrum antibiotics on while you're getting – because the thick and thin smear is going to take a while in the real world. I don't think it comes back very quickly. I don't. I ordered it once. I can't remember. It, it was not quick. Um, but getting some antibiotics on board while you're waiting for that, um, for sepsis stuff. Cause you never know. You're like, you didn't really think meningitis too much. It doesn't sound like, mm-hmm. um, no, you're totally so. right. You're totally right. And by the way, if the, th- if it turns out, um, if the, if the thick and thin smear is normal, I think you have to repeat it for a couple days. So I don't know. if you truly suspect malaria, I, I was thinking about this last night, you might have to actually just admit the patient to the hospital if they like don't have a doctor that can do this. Because I don't know how else you coordinate like daily smears on a patient who doesn't have a doctor. But anyways, um, luckily we don't see too much of it. So, uh, but those are your critical actions. I think you would have passed this case. I think you did a pretty good job. I think it could have been better on your time because I think you didn't have time to admit the patient. Um, but I don't feel strongly that you had to give antibiotics. Um, but just that's something they might get you on is, you know, if it's pretty unclear, getting those antibiotics going while you figure it out. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I with that lactate and her heart rate, like, and her fever that she has serious criteria with end organ damage. She needs antibiotics regardless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And should we make our announcement, Mike? While we're wrapping up, should we make our announcement? Uh yeah, let's do it. 
Okay, so everyone, this is all very exciting, but um, we are going to be increasing the amount of content we're putting out this year. So we're still doing our monthly episode, but we'll probably be doing a mid-month episode with most of these two, diving a little bit more into the educational piece of like the, the clinical piece of this. Not so much like the test taste, not so much the case and the test taking strategy, but the actual like clinical, you know, pearls, malaria. Now I've done a malaria episode, Mike. You must have you must have missed it. No, but um, <laughs> well, that kind of thing, you know, fever and returning travel or something like that. So mm-hmm. you can expect those sorts of episodes to start start happening. And it'll be a mixture of me and Mike doing those, um, kind of whoever's got a lighter month or however we however we divide it up, flip a coin or something. So, um, but we're pretty excited about that. I don't know about you. Are you pretty excited, Mike? Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's been. I am. We've been talking about it for a while, and we're finally doing it. So. Anyways, so I'm very excited about that. But uh, you can send us emails, Zach at emclerkship.com, Mike at emclerkship.com. Um, I don't know about you, Mike. I get a lot of emails. I try to get back to most of them. I'm sorry if it takes a while on some of them. Sometimes it's just like a lot of – it's a big inbox. Don't forget, I am, I'm a real dude like with job and stuff too, so all those work emails. But I try to get back to them, so send me an email. Uh, be sure to tell somebody about the, the podcast. And until next month, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.